Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Jeremy White. If you're making chicken cacciatore, you don't need cantaloupe. And Joe DiBiase. You don't need it. But you could have it. You make chicken cacciatore, you swap out all the pieces of chicken for little pieces of cantaloupe. Your specials have now become not very special. You have to do a great job of shaping the cantaloupe to make it look like chicken. That's not that hard to do. What, what is that? What is that? People are looking at their chicken cacciatore to decide if there's cantaloupe in there. <laughs> Maybe they are now. I'm done. Standing here with a bunch of idiots. Good luck, superstars. All sports, all the time. And apparently a little food talk, too, on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, good morning. It's a Wednesday in between the conference championship games, the Super Bowl, which is a little bit over a week away. I feel like the weather is starting to turn a little bit. It's going to be warmer. Or it's not ice cold, at least. We're not... Well, it's going to get colder this weekend. Colder this little, weekend, and then I think it warms bit. back up maybe the the week after. So we're, we're still in uh, we're still in winter. This is this is the gross season for uh, for everybody. Falls the elite season. This is the complete polar opposite. Um, no uh, emphasis may be on polar for for this winter. Anyways, Jody Biasi, Jeremy White off today. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. A lot of stuff to get to, including. Bobby Babich becoming the Bills defensive coordinator, which is top of mind. I've got a lot of thoughts on Ben Johnson staying in Detroit and just revisiting the way the Lions season ended because Dan Campbell is going to be a subject of conversation for a lot of the offseason for football fans. And his bright, young offensive coordinator just said no to the Washington Commanders, a new owner and a new organization, new logo, new everything that's trying to change their brand. And you'd think they were still the Washington you-know-whats with Dan Snyder as the owner. Like, young coordinator, hotshot. It's like, nah, I'd rather just stay here in Detroit, by the way. And I'll keep calling plays for Dan Campbell. I'll I'll, I'll mention why, though, I, I respect that. From Ben Johnson in a big way. Some Sabre stuff to get to as well. There's a trade idea that's floating out there that makes too much sense, I think, for the Sabres. Sal Capaccio will join at 8 o'clock. So we'll talk more about Bobby Babich with Sal. But I don't know how much I want to care about Babich being promoted 
to defensive coordinator. I don't want to not care at all, but there's only so much value I think you can think that adds to the team when I might want to guess he's not going to call plays. I don't know that, and Sean McDermott has not said that. I thought it went pretty well for McDermott calling plays without Leslie Frazier this year. I thought that they were better in terms of mixing up coverages, being more aggressive in certain situations. As we look back on the season, I think I can only count anymore their thousands of defensive play calls that they had over the course of the year. And this is just me trying to remember off the top of my head, so I'm sure there's going to be you know, other examples. But what are the two that come to mind for, oh, that, that was a bad play call by McDermott? Because there were a bunch by Dorsey, right? right? We can look back and find a bunch for Ken Dorsey, and maybe you can even find some from Joe Brady. What were the bad play calls on the season by Sean McDermott? There's going to be two that you think of. One is overtime against Philadelphia, where the Eagles basically said, no, not even basically, they said after the game, we couldn't believe the Bills gave us that look. Whatever look the Bills were in, the Eagles knew before the snap they were going to score a touchdown because all Jalen Hurts had to do was run off his left tackle and Micah Hyde, because of the play call the Bills were in, was going to run to the other side of the field to cover somebody, and there would be open space for Jalen Hurts to score. The Bills maybe were going to lose that game anyway. It was getting down the stretch to where the Eagles seemed like they were about to score no matter what. The other one that is the most egregious one is Denver. Denver. I mean, not even 12 men on the field. Before that, the Bills dialed up a blitz... On third down, they got the sack, pushed Denver into fourth and long, and then decided to go all-out blitz again, and Russell Wilson threw the ball up in the air. The rest is history. Those were not great play calls. But otherwise, I feel like McDermott did a pretty solid job. They had a tough stretch in the middle of the year. I can't believe they gave up 29 points to New England and Mac Jones, even to this day. It's one of the most stunning things that happened all year. Maybe even more than them getting to 6-6. Six and six. More than, you know, losing to Zach Wilson's Jets. Letting that Mac Jones offense. How many more games did Mac Jones play after that? To let them score 29, including marching down the field in the final minute of the game to score a go-ahead touchdown with less than 20 seconds to go. That's an embarrassing, embarrassing event for that defense. But they really started off strong, completely limiting Miami early in the season, right after they had scored 70 points, and they really got hot late in the year. And I think they did a great job at figuring out how to overcome the injuries that they had. Daquan Jones missing time, Matt Milano being out for months at that point, Tredavious White being out, and Taylor Rapp was in and out of the lineup, and he was somebody that was on the field, even though he wasn't officially a starter late in the season. You know, you had some injuries on the defensive line. I mean, 
other than Daquan Jones, Von Miller, even though he didn't miss games after coming back, is the one, right? Like, they had to overcome him giving them nothing all year long. And they eventually got there. They they fought their way back from what was a top five defense at the beginning of the year, was maybe a bottom five defense in the middle of the year, and then returned to top form late in the season until Kansas City where they just, I guess, ran out of bodies. I have criticism about the bodies that they put in there and that Dorian Williams wasn't out there and that after some point realizing Rasul Douglas couldn't really run in the Kansas City game, maybe time to put your super athletic you know, boomer bust corner and Kyrie Elam out there because you're just getting picked apart anyway. So what's the difference? Maybe he gives you a pick. I think there were things they could have done in the Kansas City game. But Island McDermott did a good job. That doesn't have to be the determining factor, though, on the decision. It's going to be up to him and whether or not he thinks he can manage that workload, whether or not he found that to be an enjoyable experience, a stressful situation. Did he not think he had his eye on the rest of the coaching staff and the players as much when he was more worried about game planning and focused on play-calling duties? If he answers yes to that, I mean, that's where I might guess it's going to land. That he thinks, oh, I can do this. I'm good. That was proof. We got a lot of injuries. We did a good job overcoming that. I liked calling plays. We're going to keep going. But we'll see. It's also possible that they McDermott would have been on the fence about calling plays. And Bobby Babich would have needed play-calling duties to stay. It's possible. Especially when one of the teams that was looking directly at Babich was a division rival. The division rival at this point in time. The Dolphins, who's to say they would have hired Babich? But they've interviewed a couple of candidates, and I saw maybe even Marcel Louis-Jacques, among others, writing about that idea in Miami. He's like, this is the guy you want. Brandon Staley, the stink on Brandon Staley right now. Nobody is a fan of that idea for any team. And the Dolphins were looking at him for defensive coordinator. Leslie Frazier, respected defensive coordinator, longtime coach in the league, of course spent many years here, so he knows Josh Allen, he knows McDermott, he knows the Bills. And that could be appealing to Miami, but Leslie Frazier is so, you know, just line up and play. There's not a lot of dialing up a game plan, you know, for that specific opponent. It's been said about those Leslie Frazier defenses by other players, by people that study the tape, that they kind of just, they do what they do great, but they do what they do. You know what they're going to look like. Walking in to play a Leslie Frazier defense, you kind of know what they're going to look like. And see a lot of pessimism that if he became the Dolphins general manager, it would be interesting. It'd be a super interesting story, but that you wouldn't be that worried about it. You would you would think you would still think the Bills are going to dominate that matchup every time no matter what they look like on offense. And other names that are out there are not really big names. Like those are the two guys right now that the Dolphins are looking at. The other one was Bobby Babich. Bills linebackers coach before that, 
defensive backs coach that worked with the safeties. So he's got his hands in the pot when it comes to what they've developed in terms of Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer ascending in this defense from where they were on their previous teams. And you could look at what Terrell Bernard became from a rookie last year to starting at Mike Linebacker this year and it going about as well as anybody could possibly imagine. You have Tyrell Dodson, who, I mean, pro football focus had him as the third best linebacker in football this year. I don't think he was that good, but he certainly was good, and it got better and better as the season went on. I mean, Babich is his positional coach, and Dodson, by the way, yesterday on social media was like, thrilled to see that he was going to stick around and be the guy that gets the D.C. job. Who else? I mean, Milano. Milano, his entire development has come while Babich has been on staff. He's only worked with him as linebacker's coach for a couple of the years. It wasn't at the beginning. But linebacker-wise, they've done a pretty nice job at at drafting and developing at this point in time. So... 40 years old, good track record as a positional coach, and an unknown commodity when it comes to what his defense would look like, where I don't want to see Miami get a guy like that. I don't want to see Miami get dangerous on defense with the right man in charge when the Bills have control over the situation. And they exercised that control. The control just maybe frankly being that he was already in the building. And you really would have had to mess it up to lose him, or he would have had to make certain demands that you weren't willing to meet. And those are things that we don't get to know, at least right now. Maybe we will find out. The only demands might be that, you know, he could have he could have thought, I'm, I'm likely to get this Miami job, and I want to stay here. But you just got to make me defensive coordinator. I need I need that promotion. I need that for my resume. I need that to progress in my career further and further. So that's it. Just match what Miami is willing to do, and I'm I'm staying here because I don't want to leave. That's one possibility. Another is if he felt like he needed play calling duties, and if McDermott was willing to give him that. Again, we'll see what we get. In that situation. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Uh, we'll talk to Salad 8. We're not going to find out, I'm sure, this morning about who's calling plays. Maybe we'll hear from Sean McDermott or Bobby Babich, but uh, the Combine also next month might be a more natural place where we, we find that out because coaches talk all the time there, GMs talk all the time, and that'll be the next point to really get a lot of information uh, for the Bills offseason. So Babich stays, and a, like, uh, a similar story in Detroit happens yesterday in that Ben Johnson everybody expected to get the Washington head coaching job. Everybody expected that. He stays in Detroit. And that to me is like I can really respect a guy doing that to say, you know, not the time for me, not the perfect job for me. I'm going to stay. I'm happy here. I'm happy calling plays. And I've got all the credit I need from the offense. And I've got the play, all the play calling duties because Dan Campbell gives me that. And just, I don't know. I don't think Ben Johnson has to think, well, I got to take the Washington job right now. Or I may never get the job I want. I wonder if you start to see more of this from Ben Johnson types. I think, you know, maybe a little of this is what happened with Brian Dable. I think there were other, you know, factors with Dable that that I think mattered to why he didn't take the first job that was available to him. Because he, I mean, hypothetically, he could have left before that final season where the Bills lose to the Chiefs in the 13-second game. And then he takes the giant job after that. I mean, he could have taken a job before that. Chargers, I think, interviewed him uh, when they hired Brandon Staley. And he interviewed a couple of other places. Like, he had interest. And he had, I think, ability to get a job before he took the giant job. But he waited. And he waited. And he picked his timing and thought the Giants were the right team. And I think looking back, maybe a mistake. You got the big brand, you got the big market, you got the big team, but you don't have the quarterback situation, which is always going to be most important. And then after making the playoffs, you kind of got stuck with who your quarterback is. 
when they paid Daniel Jones. We'll see if they get out of that this year. But Ben Johnson, he doesn't have to take the commander job. Now, the commander job, though, what's interesting there is Johnson would have the ability to start on the same timeline and handpick his next quarterback with the second overall pick. What I really wonder is how much due diligence he's done and how much of his decision could be, I just don't really like Drake May. Or I just really don't like Jaden Daniels. I don't love my option at rookie quarterback. And this is the guy I'm going to be tied with. You take the Washington job, so much of your career is tied to, well, how good is Drake May going to be? Assuming he'd be the second guy. Now, May, though, is thought of as a top prospect. And... He's not even 100% like the tools guy. Like, he's got athletic ability. He's got arm strength. You know, not on the freakazoid level, but pretty good. Big expectations for him. And it would be a little weird if Johnson was just thinking, yeah, not, I would like to do better than this. And maybe he can't get better than that. He, again, though, is allowed to be patient because of the reputation that. He's built for himself. And that's the type of coach now that teams will chase whenever he decides, hey, I want to be a head coach. 37 years old. 37 years old. What's the rush? What's the rush? You wait a year, maybe next year. I mean, I don't think the Bills job's ever going to become available, but he might be thinking in the back of his head, like, oh, I wonder if two, a year, another... One more bad year in the playoffs by the Bills. And uh, maybe I can go coach Josh Allen. Or maybe he thinks, what's another job that could be available in a year? The Dallas job. Hey, maybe in a year, Mike McCarthy finally gets let go by Jerry Jones. And I'm going to go be the Cowboys coach with Dak Prescott. It's up to him. He has the ability to choose that. He doesn't have to jump right now to the first available job, the first available opportunity. I doubt he's going to end up being one of those guys, though, that just wants to be a play caller for life or be a coordinator for life. You get a few of those. Not not many. How long? Who is the, uh, who's the old uh, Colts offensive coordinator? Tom Moore, who was Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator forever and never, that at least I remember, Stepped away to become a head coach. Just he was content being Peyton Manning's offensive coordinator in Indianapolis, and that was it. Dick LeBeau, right? Now, he actually, I think, did try his hand at head coaching at one point, but then, you know, he did he even make the Hall of Fame as just a longtime coordinator with the Steelers. Dick LeBeau. So it, it happens once in a while where a guy just says, Yeah, I'm good being a coordinator. Less stress, you know? Less, uh, I don't have to talk to the media as much. I don't have to have the microscope pointed at me as much. I don't have to answer for everything. I don't have to deal with ownership as often. Just a less stressful gig. Gonna make less money doing it. But if the, if the guy's happy doing what he's doing, I guess all the power to him. He is going to be, though, I think, the number one 
coach candidate the moment he says, okay, I'm ready to be a head coach in the NFL. And Washington, man, they really, I think they really miss out. I think this was the right pick. I wasn't confident that that's where they were going to land. They, with the new owner, I thought was going to make want to make a splash move like a Belichick, just for the namesake of, yeah, look at me, walking through the door of the owner's meetings. Like, I just got Bill Belichick. Like, I'm, I'm here to compete. But instead, it looked like they were about to make a smart and calculated decision by bringing in Ben Johnson. Well, now they miss out. And I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they circle around to a Belichick type. But Johnson kind of left them hanging, which is going to be tough for them to overcome, but good for him. And good for Dan Campbell. Because I like Dan Campbell. He's not my perfect coach. I mean, he is offensive in nature, I guess, because of his experience as a tight end coach and before that playing tight end in the NFL. But he's not... You know, he's not the play caller, and I don't know of him ever calling plays any point in his career, and that for me is always the number one trait I would want in a head coach. Teams probably act very different, not all, some I think more and more acting like this, but I would not, the number one quality I would want in my head coach is how good are they at calling plays on offense, and Campbell's not that, but I said the other day, I'm going to want to defend him all offseason for what happened in the Niner game going forward on fourth down. I'm going to want to defend him all year for that. I'm going to want to, I want to see it work. I really want to see it work with Dan Campbell, and I want to see it work with him being true to himself, not cowering like Brandon Staley did. Brandon Staley went for it on fourth down all the right times in his first season with the Chargers, and his season ended, and he got a lot of heat for the way he was doing that, and I think the sentiment is the owner kind of told him, okay, cut it out. Cut it out. And I want to think that's not going to happen in Detroit. And if it did, Campbell is strong enough to say, if you want to fire me, then fire me. I'm going to be me. I'm coaching this team. If I'm, am I the head coach? I'm coaching this team the way that I know how to coach this team. Campbell seems like a strong enough personality to overcome criticism of what he did on fourth downs, and he is going to continue to be one of the best game management coaches in the league. I want to see that work for that reason. And I don't know how well that works in Detroit without Ben Johnson as the offensive coordinator. Dan Campbell maybe changed the culture, but the defense wasn't very good this year. Why were the Lions great this year? Because their offense was one of the most consistent offenses, maybe only behind the Niners, in the NFC this year. So I'm glad Ben Johnson's staying because I really want to see that work for uh, for Dan Campbell. 8030550 is the phone number. That's a little bit on what happened in the coaching world yesterday. We spend a lot of time on Sean McDermott. Rightfully so. Callers want to do it, and it's a good question because, you know, you could get into a bunch of different areas of McDermott's job security. One, how secure is it? To this point, 
no indication to me to believe that it's not as secure as possible. The other more interesting parts of it are, are how long do you give him? How many times do you let him get a kick at the can? How much of Josh Allen's career do you give to Sean McDermott? How much better do you think it would go? Who would you replace him with? Because that's the thing, too. If you're going to... You want to fire Sean McDermott, you better come ready with a name that's going to do better than he would. We have those talks about McDermott all the time. What about Brandon Bean? What about Brandon Bean? I want to get into that when we come back. 8030550 is the phone number. I'm going to put a poll up on this as well. How much blame for the Bills losing again in the divisional round should go to the general manager in comparison to the head coach. Let me know what you think. We got Sal coming up at 8 o'clock. Got some hockey stuff to get to along the way as well. We're talking with a guest at 9.30 on a trade idea for the Sabres that I think makes a ton of sense. Um, That's going to be not a fun – it's just not fun with the Sabres right now. But, you know, here's the hoping that it uh, turns around. What do they need to do to turn it around? We'll talk about some of that stuff. Uh, coming up as well. We'll have some fun today. 8030550 is the phone number. Jeremy White is off. We've got now till 8 to get your phone calls in, so line up now. We'll get to you right when we come back. Josh Schmidt in producing, and this is Jeremy and Joe. Jeremy off. This is WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.